city of Pomona where Jesus is Lord. We're here to bless the wonderful name of Jesus. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. and we can be heard on the Sunday morning live uh, broadcast service uh, on your computer, on your phone. Amen. Our Tuesday night Bible class begins at 7 p.m. but we are journeying through the book of Ezekiel and can be heard on God on demand. That's our podcast, God on Demand. My prayer is that something is said to enhance your walk with Christ and and to and for each of you that's under the sound of my voice uh, to be blessed by the word of God. There's nothing greater than the word of God. We can call on the name of Jesus. We can acknowledge who God is and what he has done. The scripture plainly tell us that even his word is above his name, the very word that became flesh and dwelt among us, the very word that was hung on Calvary, the very word that will usher you into salvation because you cannot be saved without the word of God, not opinion, not my opinion, not, not theology, not philosophy, but the word, the unadulterated word of God. We're going to go before the Lord in a word of prayer. And then we're going to have another another song, and then we're going to go into the Word of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, resting on your feet, uh, we thank you right now for your grace and your prayers. Amen. You should be joining in, praying, and seeking God right now with your whole heart. Uh, this is a, a time of, of, of worship and adoration unto our Lord and Savior. Father, we thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your love and your grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy right now. Lord, for what you have done, what you are going to do. I'm thanking you in advance for the miraculous, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for the struggles. Thank you, Lord God, for the, the, the paid, the smooth way. Thank you for the rough way. Thank you, Lord God, for the pain and good time. Lord God, just want to thank you, Lord God, and acknowledge that you have been there all the time. Lord Jesus, I thank you right now, Lord God, for this day, Lord God, and for the joy that, and Lord Jesus, and, and looking forward into what you have assigned for each of us, Lord God, for those that are obedient to your word, for those that are following in obedience, those that are uh, that are seeking you, Lord God, with a whole heart. Lord God, I thank you right now, Lord God, and I, I add and, and speak 
blessings in their lives, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, those that are caught in the valley decision, not knowing which way to go and not sure if they want to have faith in you, Lord God, and not sure if they want to believe your word, Lord. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would stir up their minds, Lord God. Lord Jesus, help them, Lord God, to avoid deceit, to stay out of the, the, the way of those that are speaking doubt, to stay out of the way of those, oh Lord God, Lord Jesus, that is speaking, Lord, uh, negativity. Lord, I pray against those lips, those mouths, oh Lord God, that are speaking things that are against your word. Lord Jesus, that would cause some to stumble and fail. Lord Jesus, I pray in your name, Lord God, and I ask that you move by your power, Lord God. Touch the souls that was witnessed to on yesterday, the time that was spent ministering to them, O oh Lord God. Pray and ask that you would bless them, Lord, to find you, to seek you, to, to reach for you, Lord God, that they might find you, Lord. Lord, I thank you right now for the opportunity, Lord God, Lord Jesus, to be used by you, Lord. Lord, continue to use us in your service, Lord in this building, outside of this building, Lord. Use us in your service, Lord. Oh, Lord God, we thank you right now. I bless your name, Savior. Lord God, and ask that you continue to take us higher in you, Lord. Lord Jesus, continue, Lord God, to, to help us, Lord God. Use us, Lord God, and, and until you call us home, Lord. Lord Jesus, it is an honor, a privilege, Lord God, to be used to serve you, Lord. Lord, we ask these blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, those that are tearing for the Holy Ghost, fill them with your spirit, Lord. Lord, and those that have, that have received of your spirit, Lord God, visit them. Use them, Lord God, Lord, for your service, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Bless you, Lord.
for the Lord to make a way for me right now. Uh, there are some things that I have encountered uh, throughout the, uh, the previous year, and I, I looked at how it is impacting me even today, and I had to make a decision on how to address that. Uh, you know, whatever you say, whatever you speak becomes your reality. And so the Bible said that such as a man thinketh, so is he. He said the power of life and death is in the tongue. So what you choose to focus on and what you choose to say eventually will manifest itself. And so you have to be careful what you say. And, and so I thank God this morning for his abundance. I thank God for his blessing and the replacement of those things that I have need of. And to add the increase of things that I desire. And so I thank God this morning. You have to say that for yourself. Uh, no one, uh, people can pray for you. They can prophesy to you, but uh, the Bible said have faith. You have to, you yourself have to uh, believe. The Bible, uh, the Lord was speaking to them. He said, only believe. I find that belief is an area of struggle for many that claim to be Christians. 
claim to, to be saints, claim to be believers, claim to be uh, followers, disciples of Christ. Uh, belief is where the enemy attacks and try to make you feel that God cannot do it. Understand something. If God can't do it, it can't be done. Uh, nobody can do it. Uh, and God, God does. There's nothing impossible for God to do. Can you just reassert that self to you uh, this morning that there is nothing impossible for God? There's nothing impossible for him. There's nothing that God cannot do except lie. And the Bible said God is not a man that he should lie, uh, nor the son of man. And so uh, that, that he walks around and, and deceive people. But God is full of truth. And whatever he says is going to come to pass. Whatever God says is going to happen. The only thing that prevents what the Lord speaks is when we get in the way and delay. We cause it to be delayed. We get in the way and we stop it by getting out of the will of God. And therefore, we are the ones that are altering God's plan. God has not altered his plan. We alter it by doing what we want to do, going where we want to go, saying what we want to say. And, uh, you know, and, and so, you know, it just be nice. <clears throat> Excuse me. It would just be wonderful uh, if we would just make up in our mind right now and know that he is able, he's able, he will do it. You have to tell yourself, uh, you have to encourage yourself sometime uh, that he will do it. He's going to do it. God is going to perform just what he said he will do. I'm, I'm going to say that uh, again, uh, that God will do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Don't let nobody make you think that he is not going to do it. Uh, God will do it. He will perform it. God will help you in whatever situation that you need help in. Just keep him first. Make him numero uno. Make sure that he is on the top, not the bottom, not in the middle, uh, lost out someplace. But God is first. I'm not going to put my feelings. I'm not going to put my emotions. I'm not going to put my mindset. I'm not going to allow any person, any individuals, anything to be above God, to be in front of God. Uh, if, if whatever it is that I'm involved in, if God, if they cannot understand that God is number one, they do not need to be part of my life because they are not part of my destiny. They're not part of your destiny. If your destiny is to reign with him and to live in peace with him, to see God and uh, the beauty of holiness, then that means everything around you must conform to that. That means that when I'm in my car, I don't forget about God. When I'm at home, I don't forget about God. When I'm on my job, I don't forget about God. Uh, when you're out in recreation, you don't forget about God. God is the, is the center of your attention no matter what's going on. You could be playing baseball. 
you could be running the bases, and that's all fun, you know, but at the end of the day, God is number one. I could be playing football, I could be, be, be playing basketball, I could be doing whatever it is that's recreational, and I'm having fun, but at the end of the day, God is number one. None of those things take God's place. None of those things move God to second. He stays first. He stays number one above all. I like at the end of the game, I was watching the football game, and at the end of the game, uh, about 30 or 40 players that met at the end of the field and kneeled to give honor unto the Lord and to thank him for his goodness. Uh, you know, after, after playing and, and, and bouncing against one another and running uh, heads up and, you know, not intentional because you, you get penalized for that, but the brutality, the, the physical fitness that is required in the sport and to be able to walk away without that injury is a reason to give God praise. It's a reason to give him thanks in all things. The Bible tells us to give thanks unto God in all things. You know, that's why even if I feel pain in my body, I'm going to say thank you, Lord. Because what if I, if I didn't feel the pain, I wouldn't know that there was a condition that needed to be met. If I didn't, if I didn't experience what I experienced, then I wouldn't know how to address or deal with the issue. And so we have to take on a different view of things and how we look at things. In, in order for us to really acknowledge God the right way. It doesn't mean that we won't go to the Lord and say, look, my, my daughter is sick and she needs to be healed. Will you heal her? My, my situation is, is severe, it's distressful, and, you know, and, and it just fell upon me and, and I need some help. Uh, you know, so we, we need to know how to address and go to the Lord. Uh, again, want to thank God for his goodness and, and, and just want you to know that we believe as you heard me expressing, I'm really saying we believe the Bible is the word of God. And we believe that everything that's written in it is for us. Uh, we are what it says we are. And we can do what it says we can do. Uh, the word of God has empowered us. And you should feel empowered today. God woke you up this morning, gave you the activity of your limbs, gave you the breath in your body. I want you to think for a moment. If you couldn't breathe, you would, your eyes would buck out your head and all kind of thoughts would run through your mind because you would be hoping to inhale so that you can exhale. Can you inhale and exhale to praise right now? Bless your Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, it, it's time that we stop setting so stale on God. And not give him praise and glory. I don't care if I'm in the coffee shop. I need to give God some praise. I heard a woman walking through the parking lot uh, yesterday. And she said, you know, I thank God that I was able to, to get up this morning. And I'm on my way now to handle some business. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. She wasn't concerned about who hurt. You know, we can't be overly concerned in such a PC environment, a politically correct environment, uh, people that, that say the nation was built upon uh, acknowledging God. We need to give God the right praise, the right glory, uh, and, and honor him for what he has said. And so I want to direct your attention this morning to the book of Acts. We're in the book of Acts on Sundays. I thank God for the teaching of his word and what he is revealing. Amen. Acts, the fourth chapter. Uh, beginning at the fifth verse through the twelfth verse, it says, And it came to pass on the morrow that the rulers and elders and scribes, uh, that Hannah, Hannah the high priest, and Caiaphas, 
and John and Alexandra, and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked by what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Peter, being filled with the Holy Ghost, need you to underline that, need you to mark that, need you to highlight that, need you to place emphasis on that in your mind, that Peter, being filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, uh, said unto them, ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, uh, Acts 4, 5 through 12. Then Peter, being filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the, imp the impotent man, by what means he is made whole? We, you're examining us because somebody was healed. Somebody was made whole. Be it known unto all and to all the people of Israel by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, to him whom God raised from the dead, even by him do of this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none of the name under heaven whereby we must be saved. There's no other name. There's no other name. Remember, the leadership is annoyed by what they see happening. When God is moving in your life, it's going to create some annoyance because the enemy does not like what God is doing. You have allowed the Lord to be number one. You've allowed the Lord to demonstrate his power. And by the, through the demonstration of his power, it says the kingdom of God is near. The demonstration of his power says that God is present and at work in your life. The demonstration of power. I'm talking about the life changing, the things that God do in our lives that causes us to think different. The things that God do in our lives that causes a physical change in us, a physical change in the person related to us. A physical change to the stranger that we just met, a mental change, an emotional change, a change uh, that causes a difference, that causes them when they walk away to think that, man, I have just encountered, I just had an encounter with God. I just had an encounter with, with the man of God, with the woman of God. Uh, they, they, I've encountered uh, the presence of God through them. They were the conduit in which God used. Uh, just like John, Peter and John was the conduit that God used to speak and to present wholeness into this man's life. It also brought about an annoyance to the rulers, to the chief priests, to the kindred, 
to uh, Caiaphas and to Ananias, the high priest, and to John and Alexander, and to those that was gathered at Jerusalem. It disrupted the things that was going on. When God shows up, it's going to disrupt things that are going on. You, you have to understand, people, uh, there's some people, they're not going to get with the program because it annoys them. It bothered them that God moved on your behalf. The leadership was annoyed by what they saw, what was happening. The 71 member of the tribunal that served the Jewish Supreme Court was responsible for the unlawful killing of Jesus Christ. And it was brought to their attention repeatedly. It was brought to their attention not to condemn them, not to bring them down, not to embarrass them, but Peter was making a point and opening up an opportunity for them to also repent. They could have repented of what they had done. They could have asked forgiveness. They could have been converted. Now, you, if you've been following along with in the book of Acts, uh, you know that where, where that's going to, because if they would have repented, they would have converted then they sins, Peter said, look, your sins would be blotted out. The things that you did would be erased. That is that is the whole purpose of what the Lord came for was to bring about salvation that at the time of refreshing, our sins would have already been blotted out. Ah, hey, glory. Bless your name, Jesus. Our sins blotted out so that we're not standing in the presence of God. The Bible says this. The Bible says that some man's sins go before them and other man's sins come after them. You want your sins to go before you so that they can be dealt with. Lord, I've had a drug addiction and in my drug addiction, I did not respect you. I didn't respect my family, friends or anyone. I didn't obey the law. I want that dealt with right now so that it's not coming up after me so that I'm not looked upon and condemned. Because when you look at me behind me, you see death, hell and construction because of all that I did. I need those things dealt with now. And this is what Peter, the opportunity that Peter was given those that were hearing him was a chance to get it right. We wake up uh, with these benefits uh, with a chance to get it right. However, it was necessary. It was necessary for them to crucify him. The Bible tells us in John, the 18th chapter, and sometimes we see, well, why did they do that? And why did this happen? It is because the word of God had already proclaimed that this is the path that is going to be traveled. This is the direction that, is, that things are going to go. Uh, Jesus could sit down and open up the scripture and see his life in the direction that it was going to follow because it had already been spoken before the word was physically manifested. It had already been written. It had already been prophesied. The, the Bible said the Holy Ghost moved upon holy men and they uttered these words. And, and so those words was documented. The scribes wrote it down so Jesus could pick it up and he could read it. Not only Jesus, but all of those that could, had the ability to read and had access to it could pick it up and read what the life was going to be like of Christ. 
The Bible says, then the band of the captains and the officers of the, of the Jews took Jesus and bound him and led him away to Ananias first, uh, for he was the father uh, the father-in-law of Caiaphas, which was the high priest that same year. Now Caiaphas was, uh, was he which gave counsel to the Jews that was expedient to one man should die for the people. In other words, this high priest prophesied it, that it was that it was necessary for one man to die for the people. Speaking of Jesus Christ, it was necessary. Now, he may not have fully understood uh, because I believe Paul said if they had known what they was doing, they would not have crucified the Lord. But because they did not understand what they were doing and they crucified him, they uh, something else was loosed in the earth. Uh, you, you need to understand something here. Uh, had they not crucified him, then uh, things would have come to a would have taken a different direction. But that was not God's plan. Uh, the Bible said that that there was a grafting in uh, that they were blinded so that there would be a grafting in, which is us, the Jew, the Gentiles. Jews were blinded. They did not understand. They could not see it. They did not uh, fully have an awareness of what was happening, but that was all for our benefit. Uh, Sometimes people are doing things and saying things and acting a certain way, not knowing why they're doing it, why they're acting that way, why they just cannot get it together. And, and, and it is because God is causing you to be grafted in, presented, opening up an opportunity for you to be a recipient of something greater than what they know about. Uh, you need to understand that. Uh, that, 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 that everything, that things are not just happening coincidentally. Uh, things are just not happening uh, by chance. It is designed by God that if this happens, this is going to happen on, 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 on January 27th. This is going to occur and it's going to set will in motion that there is going to, that's going to lead to a blessing in my life. You have to look at it, that, that God has set things in motion in such a way that, that, and he knows it's already been written, that it's going to happen that way. You just were not aware of it. You did not have full awareness that on that day, on the 27th, I, I don't know, maybe to, uh, uh, on tomorrow, there's something that's great going to happen. And, and when it does, you need to testify. You need to put your hand up and say, I have a testimony that some wheels were set into motion. And I can see that God is moving in my life. I can see that, that, that something is about to occur, that the path is being laid. The pavement is being, is being set. Uh, the, the rollers, I can feel it. I can see it. I can feel the ground shaking. I can feel the earth moving because, because God, God is doing something in my life. Bless your name, Jesus. The elders, the civic leaders, the family heads, heads, the aged men that were responsible to be honorable and exercising good judgment describes the, the Sadducees and uh, the, 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 the Pharisees agreed to disagree. Because see, they were not all in agreement when it came to doctrine and when it came to their beliefs. But they agreed to disagree so that they could agree to unlawfully arrest and question the disciples for the miracle that had been performed. People will get together that are not in, usually in agreement because they want they have now an agreement and something that unifies them to come against. 
And so they will take uh, set aside and agree to disagree so that they can agree against the thing that they're trying to come against. By what authority, by what power have you done this? By what name did you act in? <coughs> this is a legitimate question under any other circumstance. This is a legitimate question under any other circumstance. People practice witchcraft. Now, let, let me go here now. People practice witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Now, you might have known some that practice the black art. We, I, I know myself of a whole society of people. And now, that doesn't mean everybody in that society, but the, the group of people practice witchcraft. They practice magic. They practice casting spells. Some of them I knew. Some of them I worked with. And you don't know if the person that you work with is doing that, burning candles, burning incense, uh, have a whole shrine set up, practicing dark art. You have to be careful. This is why you have to let your faith be known up front and you have to allow the spirit of God to, and all the time the spirit of God is not you. Let, let, me, let me be clear here. Because see, uh, the saying is that you can't see the forest for the trees. In other words, you're so caught up in the individual that, you, that discernment is not working in your life. That's why you have to introduce your associates to other people that are not caught up, not emotionally um, trying to bond, not, fit, not trying to think on the level that you're trying to think and hoping to achieve so that they can look and discern and let you know that person is okay or not. That person needs prayer. Come on, brother, let me pray for you. Come on, sister, let me pray with you. And you'll find that if they will or will not, through the spirit, remember, Peter spoke as the Holy Ghost moved, being filled with the Holy Ghost. And so being filled with the Holy Ghost, it will reveal what is true and what is not true. There are those that are practicing the form of dark magic. And you need to understand dark magic is real. The Bible never disclaimed that magic, that sorcery is not real. Let's go back into the Old Testament where Moses was sent down into Egypt to stand before Pharaoh. And as he put down his rod, uh, the rod became a serpent. And so the musicians that came along for Pharaoh also did what? Put their rods down and their rods became serpents. But what happened? Moses' rod that had become a serpent then ate the other two serpents, showing superiority. So who was Pharaoh serving? He wasn't serving God Almighty, but yet the rods that they put down turned into serpents. So you need to understand this is real. This is that that was real. And there are other instances where dark magic was used. And the power of God prevailed. 
Because some acknowledge the existence of God, because someone acknowledges the existence of God, because, because they say God is real and the power of his name, but the power of his name doesn't mean they are servant unto Jesus Christ. Because someone says, I believe in God, doesn't mean that they're serving him. That just means they believe. It doesn't mean that they're yielding themselves unto him as being his servant. It just means that they believe. Acts 3, 12 through 16. <clears throat> and when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnest on us as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk? Uh, we didn't do this. We didn't do this. I didn't do this. Mm, my God. I thank God. <clears throat> because we've been in services where it's people have received healing. People have been recipients of the benefits that God was offering through spoken word, through song, through prayer, uh, through prophetic word, speaking into their lives. And I thank God because the ministers don't, are, are not fools. Be a little candid here. They're not fools to think that it is by their own power. Don't you know that, that God saved you, the man that's standing before you, this man, any man, any woman that's standing before you was saved by the power of God. They are to be servants unto the Lord. He that's greatest among you should be servant, not, not held up as anything higher than that. They themselves should know that within themselves. It is not my power that heals anybody. It's the prayer of the righteous that heals that brings about that releases that brings about the blessing upon the individual or individuals that are being ministered to not the individual. If God didn't save the minister, they would be unsaved. Now, I, I know that makes sense. I, I'm, I'm avoiding saying something, but some of them would still be uh, stuck in the condition that they were in, whether it was self-righteousness, whether it was, uh, quote unquote, uh, a pimp in their own mind, a prostitute in their own mind, whether it was male or female, uh, a drug addict, addicted, uh, uh, caught up in situations and scenarios that are embarrassing, that they would have died in at that if God did not deliver them. So how can we, how can the minister or anybody that has been delivered from sin think of themselves to be anything but a sinner saved by grace? Mighty God, mighty God. We're sinners saved by grace. So it is not by our power, but the grace of God why are you looking at us so earnestly as though by our own holiness or power? We don't have holiness and we don't have any power. It's the grace of God. <clears throat> the God of Abraham 
and Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, have glorified his son, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate. <clears throat> when he was determined to let him go, but ye denied the Holy One and the just and desire a murder to be granted unto you. And killed the prince of life whom God had raised from the dead. Wherefore, we are witnesses. And by and his name, his name, his name. What name is that? Jesus. His name. Through faith in his name. It is through faith in his name. Do I have faith in the name of Jesus? Ah, glory. Do I have faith in his name? Bless your name, Jesus. His name, just his name alone, that when I call on the name of Jesus, knowing that that is going to happen or is going to stop what's about to occur or is going to soften the blow that is being received. Do I have faith in that name? Do I have faith in the name of Jesus, knowing that when I call upon him, I will be saved? This man had been found lame from his mother's womb. This man, embarrassed, dealing with the mental, the physical, the emotional, the, 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 the drama that he endured for 40 plus years. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, addressed the rulers, addressed the elders that they need to understand be it known unto all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus all of this healing the miracle the miracle the miracle and the miracles that will be performed from this moment forth it's in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> Power in the simplest definition means to have the ability, the ability, the usage of uh, 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 the, the usage are two different things. You can have the ability, but do you have the authority to use it? When the crippled man was healed from his infirmity, it was time. See, there, there is a time and a season, and it was, this man had entered into his season. He didn't know that when he went to the temple that day, that he was entering into a season. 
He didn't know uh, that it was his season to be healed. He didn't know that it was his season to be made whole. He didn't know that it was his season. He went there with the expectation that it was going to be business as usual. He went there with the expectation that when I arrive at the gates of the temple and, and they set me down there, that as I ask for alms, that, that somebody that's going in is going to show some compassion and, and give me what I needed. And, and so when I, when I get there, uh, somebody is going, to, is going to look up on me and, and feel sorry for me. And they're going to help me out with some kimbles and bits. Uh, you, you know, uh, when I get there to the temple, somebody is going to break me off some bread. And uh, somebody's going to give me some water to drink because it's going to be a long day. Bless your Lord God. My God. It's going to be a, a, a day that, that, you know, I'm going to have to beg and I'm going to have to open my voice up. I can't be just sitting here in the sun and going to sleep because, because I'm dependent upon the people and I'm dependent on what they give me. I'm dependent on, on the compassion of those that are going to see me. I'm hoping and I'm praying and I'm, and I'm praying and I'm hoping and I'm hoping and I'm praying. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on and give God some praise. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you. This man sitting there at the temple, not knowing, just, just, just. Mm. See, we come, we come in, uh, we come with with just this mindset that you know I'm going to service, and you know, and, and and as I'm going there, you know, it's just going to be, and and you know, we come with certain expectations, and and sometimes we come with no expectations at all. But then God has expectations of Himself, and and, and God has assignment and the word that has been spoken. Bless you, Jesus. See, this, this man didn't know that, 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 that the, the word had already been spoken on his behalf over in, in, in uh, Isaiah, the 35th chapter, the 6th verse, where it says that the lame shall, shall leap. This man may not have never read that, and some of those that encountered him may have never read that and didn't understand that, or maybe they read it, but they read over. And you know, sometimes we read the Word of God, and, it, and and we don't get what it's saying, or we just read over something, and you know, we never went back and visited to understand, or, or, or it's not fulfilled at that moment. And, and so here it is, and, and, and here it is, way years later, that this man is a recipient of of what the Word of God. of what the word of God has said and has spoken into his life. This man is a recipient. It was written that the lame is going to, is going to be made whole. The lame is going to leap. Peter looked at him and said, look, silver and gold I don't have. I don't have any money. But such as I have, I'm going to share it with you. Somebody is waiting just for the word, the Holy Ghost, the power of God to be shared with them. Now, it, listen, let's go back and look at this again. It, as many times as this man had been sent there, it was not time. But when the fullness of time had come for this man, he was recipient of what had been written in the scripture pertaining to him. 
whatever God has written in the scripture about you and for you is going to happen when the fullness of time comes. When the time arrives, no matter who prayed for you, no matter who prophesied to you, it's not going to happen until the fullness of time comes. In other words, until the date that God has stamped on the page, then it's going to happen. Our job is to be in our place where we need to be at in order for it to happen. This man was in his place. He was at the temple waiting for it to happen. Not knowing, but it happened. Hmm. Forty years later, this man had no ability to heal himself. Neither did Ananias, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, the kindred of the high priest, have the power or utilize the name or any name to heal this man. What name did they have? They didn't use the name of Jesus because they came against him. They didn't try using Elohim. Yahweh, Elion, Adonai, El Shaddai, they didn't try using Jehovah, Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisha. Uh, they didn't try using Jehovah Meskadah. They didn't try using Shalom. The, uh, they didn't try using any term, any description, any form. And if they did, it didn't work. They tried. If they tried, it didn't work because it was not time. But when the fullness of time had come, this man met with his destiny. This man met with what God wanted him to receive and they came against him. Hmm. The name. They did not, no one had the authority None of the elders, none of the high priests, none of them had the authority to use the name. But Peter and John had the ability and the authority to use it on this day for this purpose so that it would stir up others. The name embodies the knowledge of God's presence. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Within the name, Emmanuel exists. Within the name, Emmanuel, meaning God with us. In the name, it embodies the attributes that God spoke about in Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. His name, the name it embodies wonderful. His name embodies the counselor. The name embodies mighty God. It embodies, embodies the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Matthew said, and she shall bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. 
For he shall save his people, shall save his people from their sin. The name of Jesus embodies salvation. This is why Peter uh, said that there's no other name under heaven whereby you must be saved. You can go back and call Jehovah, but you cannot be saved by the name Jehovah. You can call El Shaddai, but you cannot be saved by Elohim. You cannot be saved by Adonai. You cannot be saved because none of those are names that was given for salvation. It is the name of Jesus that is given to save people from sin. The Lord told him, he said, go and make disciples. Listen, go and make disciples. Go and convert some folks. Go and persuade some folks. Go and let some folks know that salvation exists, that repentance of sin should be preached in my name. And that is the name of Jesus. Because it's power in his name. His name heals. His name, uh, when Jesus sent his disciples out, when he sent out the 70, he sent them out and told them to go minister. Don't take nothing with you, but go minister. They went in his name. Because see, if somebody said, Who did you, whose name did you come in? They would have to say, in the name of Jesus. He's the one that sent us. He's the one that sent us. We're on this assignment because, because he sent us. He told us this is what we need to go and do. And to go and do this, and this is, uh, he told him, he said, preach repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. So on the day of Pentecost, when they saw the miraculous moving of the power of God, and they heard them speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God give utterance, and they understood that, that they were giving praise unto God because people heard them in different dialects and, and, and understood that what was going on because God manifested and made it known through the, through the evidence of speaking in tongues that he was with them. They said, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved after Peter's exhortation of the word of God and what and what was truly happening that this was spoken of by the prophet Joel that in the last days God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Bless your Lord. He said, man and brother, what shall we do to be saved? What must we do? And Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus. Why? Because in the name of Jesus is salvation. It is the power of deliverance. You cannot be delivered by calling upon any other name except the name of Jesus. It's impossible. No matter how you try, no matter what you think, no matter what philosophy you want to give yourself to, if you are not calling upon the name of Jesus, you are not and cannot be saved. The Bible says the whole family in heaven and earth is named after him. What name is that? And if you don't bear the name of the Father, Jesus said, I come in my Father's name. If you're not bearing the name of the Father, then you are not in the family. How do I get in the family? It is through conversion, through the baptism, the water baptism of Jesus. Paul said it like this. He said, don't you know that as many that passed through the Red Sea was baptized unto him? So baptism goes into the Old Testament and through the passing of the Red Sea where they were baptized in Jesus' name. They were baptized unto him. Paul was making a point, making it clear that salvation is in the name of Jesus. Peter and John was 
brought before the magistrates, being judged for a good thing that was done. Let's make sure that when we're judged, we're judged for the good things that are done. Repentance, remission of sin, healing, deliverance is all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Certainly we thank and praise God and pray that something has been said that, that certainly will lead you and enhance your walk with Jesus Christ. Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Know that we're praying for you and the saints love you. God bless you.